Assalamu alaikum and uh, welcome to Isaac Television. My name is Pastor Dave Connell and uh, today with me I have my father, Pastor Mike Connell and uh, we are from Hastings, New Zealand and uh, it is such a privilege to be with you here today. And if you're watching Isaac TV for the first time, we want to welcome you and thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to Isaac TV and uh, we know that today you're going to be really blessed. And for some of you today, you may be watching, uh, you may be in Saudi Arabia. We want to welcome you here today. Uh, for some of you, maybe in Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, uh, Asia, we want to welcome you today and thank you for joining us today. We pray that today that God would really touch your life and uh, really meet you where you're at today. And you know, for many people today, we look all over the world and people are searching for God. Uh, people search for God in many different ways. Uh, people uh, try and find him in religion, they try and find him in so many different places, And uh, but we'll what we understand by reading the Bible is that Jesus Christ, when he came to the earth, when he walked in and, and, and walked among us on the earth, the Bible, described, the, the Bible says that he only did what he saw his father do and only said what he, he heard his father say. And so through the life of Jesus Christ, we can get an understanding about what God is really like. And so today we want to read a story and we want to look into the Bible. And in the Bible here, there is a story. The Bible is full of a number of stories that describe Jesus' interaction with many different people. And uh, so today we're going to look at a scripture, we're going to look at a, a story about how Jesus touched a, a man's life. And uh, so Pastor Mike, welcome to Isaac Television. It's great to be here with you, Dave, and great to be working as a father and son, and, uh, and greetings to all the audience. We're uh, really glad to be with you today. And uh, so let's uh, we're going to turn in our Bibles today to, to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 and verse 40. We see in the story here that, that Jesus is touching a, a man that had leprosy. Let's read it today. Uh, in verse 40, And there came to him a leper, beseeching him and kneeling down unto him, and saying unto Jesus, If thou wilt, you can make me clean. And the Bible says in verse 41, And moved with compassion, Jesus stretched forth his hand and touched him, and said unto him, I am willing be thou made clean. And then in verse 41, it says, And straight away, immediately, the leprosy left him, and the man was made clean. The man was made clean. So today we're reading a story about how Jesus Christ touched a man with leprosy. And leprosy is such a, a, an incredibly terrible disease. Pastor Mike, let's talk about leprosy, what it actually would be like for somebody who had leprosy. Well, it's a, it's a tragedy, really, and uh, we have to move from today's setting back to a setting back in uh, Jesus' days. And uh, leprosy was an incurable disease. Today there are cures for it, yeah. but it's still a terrible, terrible disease. So for a person who had leprosy living in the Hebrew culture, uh, his life changed the moment he found that he had the leprosy. There were two major forms of leprosy. One of them uh, began at the extremities and would just move and uh, there'd be uh, spots and discoloration of the skin. The nerves would uh, lose their feeling and become insensitive. And then eventually the joints would erode. So it's quite common if you saw a leper to find that there were parts of their fingers, if not all of their fingers had gone, yes. sometimes their toes had gone, uh, and sometimes uh, parts of the ears or nose had gone as well. There was another form of leprosy which began in the marrow and the bones, and it showed as a spot on the outside. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was, uh, again, invasive right through the body. So although it looked like it was a superficial thing, it actually uh, had a deep-rooted uh, source and problem. Well, 
So essentially, when you look at the disease leprosy, it could be described like a flesh-eating disease? Yes, a bit like a flesh-eating disease indeed. Yeah, and there was no cure for it? There was no cure for it, but uh, there was another aspect to leprosy as well. Uh, when the person discovered, and leprosy began perhaps just as a spot, mm. so you could imagine a person who had leprosy, uh, the terror that would come into their, their heart. As the they, moment they saw that the, the spot. The moment they saw the spot. Yeah. So it began very, very little, but the beginning... Uh, Gave, it opened the door to their whole life being dramatically changed. And uh, they had a, a, a custom that was in, in the Bible. Let me read it out to you, what would happen uh, to the person who was a leper. And then you get an understanding of uh, why this man spoke like he did. And this is, uh, these were the laws governing lepers in those days. And uh, it says this in uh, Leviticus chapter 13 and verse 44. It said, the man who was a leprous man, he is unclean or he's contagious. And uh, it says, the priest will pronounce him unclean and his sore is on his head. Now, the leper who has the sore, now remember this stage, it's quite small. His clothes shall be torn. That's a sign of grief. Uh, his head shall be, uh, uh, un- uh, it says, his clothes shall be torn. His head shall be bare. So he'd shave his head, tear his clothes. And anyone seeing him immediately would know this man had leprosy. But more than that, he said he would cover his moustache, he'd cover himself so there's no contagion spread. And then wherever he went, he would cry, unclean, unclean. And ring a bell. And ring a bell, yes. And uh, he shall be unclean. And all the days of he he has a sore, he'll be unclean. He is unclean. He will dwell alone, and his dwelling will be outside the, uh, the village or the community. So as soon as a person discovered that he was unclean and it was pronounced to be leprosy, his life as he knew it was over. He could never touch his wife again. He could never touch his children again. He couldn't even live at home again. His friends, his workmates, everything that was a part of his life came to an end on the day he discovered he had wow, leprosy. Terrible. Horrendous disease. So, so essentially, when you had leprosy, you were really uh, given a death sentence. It was a death sentence, but it was not a short term and then you die. It was actually a long, lingering death where bit by bit your, your whole body began to decay until it collapsed. So essentially, uh, so for, for the day that somebody discovered that they had a spot, what do you think would be the first thing that they would try and do? I think uh, if, if a person discovered they had a spot, the thought leprosy would immediately go through their mind. Yeah. I think prop- most people would try and hide it. Cover it. They would cover it and conceal it and hope that it would just go away. Yeah. Unfortunately, if it was leprosy, it would not go away. Yeah. And covering and concealing it then put everyone else at risk. The, the contagion and disease in their own life became a potential cause of contagion for everyone else. Yeah. And so essentially somebody that had leprosy, they had a death sentence, it was a slow death sentence, but also they suffered terrible uh, relational pain as well. They carried shame. Well, of course, this would be, this is a big, a, a big issue around it, is that they're separated from the community and they're marked out. So wherever a leper would go, he would have to cry, unclean, unclean. Which is essentially what the word death means, is separation. Exactly. Well, when the Bible talks about sin, it describes sin as breaking the laws of God or running our life independent of God. Mm -hmm. And it it describes our life as uh, living our life 
uh, the way we want to live it apart from God. And the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. In other words, the consequence of living a life separate from God is death. Yeah. So we can't see sin. It begins small in our life, but it uh, comes to the fore and shows up in so many different ways. You know, mm. Bitterness, unforgiveness, uh, alcoholism, drugs, all kinds and manners of expression of sin. But they always start very small yeah. and, and usually something we try to conceal. So essentially, we could, uh, we could parallel the, the condition of leprosy to that of the nature of sin in our lives. Well, exactly. And so uh, the wages of sin is death. When somebody had a, uh, so we, had a, we, we see that this man here had a, a physical leprosy. He had a leprosy actually on his body. But we could also take from this that people could have a leprosy of the heart. Exactly. And that's really, this disease is probably one of the uh, most graphic indicators of what sin is like. Yeah. Uh, it begins very small. It begins in the heart. And it's often concealed by people, but it gradually invades people's lives. And in fact, in the Bible, there were uh, several instances where a person's sin resulted in leprosy. Wow. And there's many times there's a connection between breaking the laws of God or sinning or walking away from God and living a lifestyle without God, a sinful lifestyle, and sickness and disease that comes into our life. Mm. There was no sickness before there came sin. So it was uh, when the first man and woman were created by God, they lived in an environment that was perfect, an environment where they walked with God, had relationship with God and with one another. But once they rejected God's rule over them and decided to run their life independently and sin entered, then their relationships broke down. There were so many different ways uh, life changed, including the entrance of sickness and the entrance of death. And let me give you the examples. There's a case in the Old Testament where Miriam, uh, who was the sister of Moses, and uh, she really rebelled against the rule of God in her life and rose up and became very critical of her brother because of the wife that he'd chosen, and immediately leprosy broke out in her. So she she became critical. She spoke words of criticism to her brother, and the result was she got leprosy. Leprosy broke out in her life. And this was a graphic demonstration to everyone of the nature of criticism, bitterness, accusations. And uh, God, in that instance, uh, he permitted, uh, what happened was a leprosy just broke out on it. And it broke out so quickly, it was visible to everyone. Everyone was shocked and afraid. Wow. And Moses had to stand on her behalf and intercede for her to be healed. Wow. So we see there a, a graphic connection between sin and leprosy. There's, a, there's another one too, which is very, very graphic. And this is a, a man by the name of Gehazi. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was the servant of Elisha. He was a great prophet of God. And Elijah did, some, uh, uh, did great, many, many great miracles. But one person that uh, he, uh, God used him to powerfully heal uh, wanted his name in the Syrian. He was a great man and he was yes. a leper. Yes. And he, was, uh, he, he had... Uh, uh, reputation being great military commander. He had won great battles on behalf of Syria. Uh, in fact, he was a man of high esteem uh, and walked next to the king. Mm. But he was a leper. Yes. And so in spite of all the wealth he had and all, all his fame, position, yeah, everything he had, all his power, actually, he was a leper. He was a leper. And uh, there was no hope or help for leprosy except the power of the living God. Well, so uh, a small woman, a young girl that had been taken captive by the Syrian army said, hey, there's a prophet of Israel, a prophet of God, a true prophet of God, and uh, if you go to him, he can heal you. Yeah. 
Yes. And so, uh, so Naaman the Syrian went there and, uh, he was healed and made, uh, completely, uh, new. His flesh became like the flesh of a baby. The power of God totally healed him. Wow. Can you imagine how dramatic that was? Amazing. Yeah. And there was a simple act of obedience that he was required to make. He was required to, to dip in the river Jordan seven times. Yes. And when, when the prophet told him that, he was furious. He thought, well, somehow it'll be some great thing or he'll wave, lay his hands on him and do some great miracle. But instead, he was required to do a simple act of obedience. Wow. And when he did that, much to the astonishment of everyone who was there, all the soldiers and everyone who were watching, he was made totally clean. Wow. And, of course, he then gave up the false gods he was serving and came to serve the living God. And, uh, but uh, Elijah's servant, now, Elijah's servant uh, had greed in his heart. Mm. Greed. And, yeah, greed. Yeah. Indeed, he had greed. He coveted. And he, so what, what was it that he was after? Well, Naaman the Syrian, because he was, had such a great miracle, of course, was grateful. Yes. And he wanted to show his gratitude by giving gold and garments and, 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 and honoring the man of God. And that's okay to do that. But, uh, but Elijah said, no, I don't want to receive these things. He wanted to keep a relationship with such an important man. Yes. And, but his servant saw that and said, oh, it's not right that this man doesn't pay up something. And so he pursued the man. So he pursued Naaman. And uh, then he said, excuse me, excuse me, my master's had a change of mind. So he lied. Yes. And uh, then he said, uh, he, he wants to receive some gold and some garments and so and so from you. Yes. And so uh, Naaman, of course, was glad to give these things. Yes. But when uh, Gehazi went back, Elijah had seen in the spirit. God had revealed to him what he'd done. Well, and he says, oh, my heart went out with you. But he said, now the, the leprosy of Naaman the Syrian is going to cleave to you and also to your descendants. Wow. So this man had watched God do a great miracle. And now he'd seen the miracle. Seen the miracle. But in spite of that, in his own heart, he covered it. He wanted the money and the goods someone else had. And his actions of lying and deceit uh, led to him actually uh, having leprosy in his life. So uh, another way, uh, what, another way we could say covet would be jealousy. Would he be jealousy? Jealousy, yeah. He, he saw what someone else had. He wanted it for himself. Yeah. And he had ill will over it as well. He was, he was annoyed with the man of God for not taking the money and the goods. So we can read from this then that when we have allowed jealousy into our life, where we start to covet what other people have, um, when we speak words of criticism towards other people, that could open up our life to receiving leprosy plus potentially. Well, exactly. This is what happened. Yeah. And there's one other man. Yeah. Uh, his name was uh, Uzziah. And uh, he was a great king of Israel, and he was a, a man that God had blessed because he walked with God. But uh, when he was younger in his life, he, he was very humble. And he was very dependent on God. He trusted the Lord. And God blessed him and blessed his business, blessed his leadership, blessed his nation. Wow. And uh, he prospered. He became a very, very wealthy man. But once he became wealthy, his heart was lifted up in pride. Mm. And so he made a decision. Big king wasn't enough. He wanted to be a priest as well. Mm. And uh, so he went and tried to become a priest. And some courageous men withstood him. And he got furious and angry. Yeah. And then God... Uh, allowed leprosy to break out. In other words, the sin of pride in his heart broke out as a leprosy in his body. So the manifestation in the body yeah. was leprosy. Yes, exactly. And so, of course, having been now a, a king with huge uh, opportunity to uh, meet people of different nations, now he's, he's a leper. He's shunned. Wow. He's unclean and 
he's excluded from all community, all relationships, all family. So just, just to change, just to change the, uh, our, our, our thought on this for a little bit, uh, we're talking about outward manifestations of leprosy. I guess it's possible then for some people, because some of our viewers will be having um, pain inside of their personal life. Some of them have suffered terrible things. Mm. Some of them uh, may be facing struggles in their businesses uh, in, in different areas. Can leprosy be um, manifested in, a spirit, in, in, in other ways in our life? Like... Um, I guess some people that have anger in their heart or they have un- bitterness or unforgiveness in their heart. So essentially, leprosy is something that slowly eats away. And I guess maybe anger, uh, when we have unresolved uh, issues, they can start to eat away at our heart and then have other manifestations which can affect our business, it can affect our relationships one with another, it can affect so many different areas of our life. Well, that's very true. Uh, in, there's, a, there's a verse in the Bible in Proverbs where it says that out of the heart flows the issues of your life. Mm. So it, it warns us, and this is Solomon, one of the wisest men in, in the world, and uh, he, he came to the conclusion that uh, what has happening around you in your life is an overflow of what's going on inside you. So it says, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of your heart flows the issues or the streams or rivers of your life. So people don't realize that if we allow bitterness and anger and various other things and, uh, to, to grow in our heart and we don't deal with them, there is always a manifestation externally in our relationships. And so, as the Bible says, the consequence of sin is death. Instead of being life-giving in our relationships, there is uh, actually a disconnection takes place. And we, we saw in this man here with this leper that we were looking at in, in Mark we saw that uh, he was uh, unclean, he was separated from everyone. So when you've got issues of sin in the heart, uh, there are several things that are a consequence of that. Uh, The first are internal. Usually there's great shame. Shame comes around the life. The second thing that happens is external, and that is our life is affected by the things, and our relationships are affected by what's going on in our heart. And certainly for this man with the leprosy, physical leprosy, his whole relational world was dramatically impacted mm. by the presence of the disease. And what you say is true, that people who have issues in the heart, their external life and relationships is also dramatically impacted if these aren't resolved and dealt with. So it can have like a spiritual leprosy that can eat away at areas like our finances, uh, areas of our health, relational um, dynamics of our life. Well, we're either positioned in relationship with God and under the blessing of God, or we're positioned in the kingdom of darkness and we're subject to demonic spirits and there's a constant erosion and stealing away of the things that God would want to bless us with. So there'll be many people out there today, uh, you may even have the physical leprosy in your body, or you may be aware that there is something in your heart that is eating away. There's a spiritual leprosy, there's a leprosy inside of your heart that is eating away at your relationships, that is eating away in, in, in different aspects of your life. And uh, for some of you, you've tried to, um, maybe you've gone to fortune tellers, maybe gone to different people to try and um, fix this leprosy uh, and with no hope. And for some of you here today who are watching, you may be in a position where you don't know where to go to fix this condition inside of your heart. And friends, that this, this next part of the story is just, it's amazing because we can see in this story that there is hope for people like 
that have leprosy uh, in all various kinds. And this is the reason that Jesus Christ came to the earth, to reconcile us, one, back to yeah. God, to two, to reconcile us back to each other, and also to bring healing into our hearts. And so we can understand by the power of the Holy Spirit upon Jesus' life, we could see an incredible miracle that just, just takes place right here. Let's, Dad, let's have a look at this miracle. Okay, well, it really begins where the, the leper makes a decision. Yes. And uh, I think the problem he faced was that there was no hope. There was no place he could go for any hope. But he, made, he heard about what Jesus did. He heard about Jesus. He heard about Jesus, exactly. And when we read these next two verses, I think they are charged with powerful insights to what God is like. Come on, let's read them. Uh, I reckon when you, when, you, when you hear what someone says and you see what they do, you know that man. Now, yeah. watch this. The leper came to Jesus, imploring him, kneeling down to him, saying, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus moved with compassion. Wow. Now, let's just stop there. This is one of the things you notice constantly in Jesus' life and ministry is a, is a heart of compassion. Moved with compassion. Moved with compassion. Yeah, compassion's not sympathy. Sympathy, you feel sorry for someone and think, whoa, I'm glad that hasn't happened to me. But compassion, it's a deep stirring in the heart of love and uh, concern for the person that moves you to do something. Now, I want you to see what Jesus did. It says Jesus did these things. He stretched out his hand and he touched him. And then he spoke to him and said, I am willing be cleansed. And he spoke with authority and immediately, as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean. Now I want to show you something in there that's just quite amazing. So Jesus stretched out his hand, meaning that he reached out to bridge the gap. The man had expressed, I've got nowhere else to go, I'm turning to you. And now Jesus reaches out to touch him. Now here's the most unusual thing, no one touched a leper. No one touches a leper. No one touches a leper. You're going to catch that disease. There's no cure. There's no antiseptics. Nothing you can put on to stop you catching the disease. Yeah. But Jesus was never afraid of either demons or disease. Wow. And he did something amazing. Because this man not only had a physical sickness of the leprosy, emotionally he was in terrible pain from the loss of all his relationships. Spiritually he separated from God. Wow. So you notice the first thing he does is he makes a step and he comes to acknowledge Jesus. He calls him Lord. If you are willing, you can make me clean. Here's the second thing you notice is that Jesus reaches out, and this is the first thing he does, is he touches him, and he builds the bridge. Because if you've got leprosy, no one touches you, no one hugs you, there's no physical contact, there's an ache in the heart for relational connection. Yes. Jesus reached over and showed he's not afraid of the disease, he's not afraid of what's going on in this man's life. He can reach right in and connect totally with this man in his pain and all his heartache. And that was the first time that man had felt a loving touch in all the period he'd had that leprosy. Wow. And then Jesus did more than that. He actually then reached in and dealt with the problem of the leprosy, speaking to it, commanding it to go. And, of course, the power and authority that was in his life, disease was subject to him. The man was totally cleansed. Wow. What an amazing story. The Bible says that immediately the leprosy departed and he was made clean. Exactly. And so the power of the Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus' life reached into this man's heart, healed his heart, healed his body, made him completely whole. It was a transforming experience encountering Jesus Christ. So for the period of time that this man had, had leprosy, he would have lived in, in shame, lived in uh, alone, lived in pain. But yet at one moment of time, one encounter with Jesus Christ, all that left. Yeah. 
what do you think would have, uh, what do you think his, would have gone through his mind? What do you think he would have felt like to all of a sudden discover that I'm clean? Well, I, I think he would be shocked because uh, in, in one of the other renditions of the story by one of the other gospel writers, it tells us he was full of leprosy. So that means he was, no one would be near him. And suddenly, the power of God has come. He's totally transformed. He would be shocked to watch his uh, skin uh, begin to reform. Uh, I don't know whether he'd lost any fingers, but they were reformed. Everything was reformed. He was totally cleansed of liberty, not a sign of it. He'd have been shocked, and suddenly his life has taken a turn. There's hope for him. Well, and so when we open up our heart to Jesus, we may not have physical leprosy, but we may be separate from God and have a leprosy in our heart. And, and Jesus can come into our heart and touch us and set us free. For people that are carrying burdens in their heart, people carrying shame, people carrying uh, different issues, Jesus has the power to come in right now and touch people's heart. And to make That is clean. why Jesus came into this earth, to address the problem of sin and the power of sin and the demonic spirits and curses that go with it. He came to break its power so we could be reconnected with God and we could have a life where the blessing of God flows in us and through us. And so this story is applicable today because uh, that same Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus is available to us today. Well, it's true. See, Dave, before Jesus left, he commissioned people to carry the gospel to every part of the world. Yes. He began the mission of bringing the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven into this world, and, uh, to, and he showed what it was like. He taught about it. He taught the principles of it. He manifested the power of it. Then he gave up his life on the cross so the power of sin could be broken and then commissioned 12 men who have since grown over generations into multitudes of people in every nation, all commissioned, take the gospel, preach the gospel, show people how to be reconciled to God, pray for the sick and heal the sick, cast out evil spirits. Well, so our viewers today, uh, many of them would be facing different challenges. Some may have a, a physical sickness like leprosy. Some may have leprosy of their heart. Uh, Dad, would you, um, would you pray for them? Would you show them how they could come and how Jesus could touch their heart right where they are at today? Dave, I'd love to do it. Uh, it's very, very simple. Gee, the Bible tells us this. It says that to uh, every person who received Jesus Christ, to make him welcome in their life, Every person who believed and trusted that he was enough and committed their life to him, he gives power to become a child of God. So wherever you are, sitting there in your room or watching or listening, wherever you're uh, exposed to this message today, I'd love you to do this. If it's appropriate and you're not driving, uh, you can close your eyes. But uh, this is what I'd like you to do. I'd like you just to close your eyes and let your heart open up to the reality of God. And I'd like you to pray the simple prayer with me. And when we pray this prayer, let's expect for the power of God to come to you where you are and that leprosy of sin in your heart will be washed away. And then I'd love to pray for those of you who are sick. So let's just close our eyes and let's open our heart to the living God. Amen. Father in heaven, we honor you and thank you. We come to you in Jesus' name. I'd like you just to follow me in this prayer. Just repeat it after me. Follow me in this way. Father in heaven, I come to you in Jesus' name. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for accepting me. I thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for all of my sins. I believe Jesus died for me and he rose again from the dead. Today I turn away from sin. I turn away from all false gods. I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Savior and the Lord of my life. 
I ask you to forgive all my sins. I receive your spirit into my heart, and I give you my life today. Before heaven and earth, I declare Jesus Christ is my Savior and Lord and my friend forever. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, I'm sure the Spirit of God responded and touched you, and the presence of God has come into your life. In heaven, they've written your name. You belong to the family of God. You are a child of the living God. Now you need to learn how to walk with him and how to grow in him. It'd be great for us to pray for the sick now. I'd love to pray for the sick. Yes. Dave, would you like to do that? love to pray for the sick. So for those of you today that you're watching and, uh, and you need a physical healing in your body right now, uh, maybe you're tormented in your mind, maybe you're tormented in, in your heart or you have a, an infirmity in your body, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to touch you right where you're at. And uh, if you would just place your hand on the part of your body that is sick, uh, I'm going to pray for you right now, and I'm going to believe that the Holy Spirit will come and touch you and bring healing right where you are. Yes, amen. So why don't you just place your hand on the part of your body that is sick, and if you're a woman and, and you're believing for a child, just place your hand here. I'm going to pray that God will release a miracle into your heart today. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we come to you right yes. now. Thank you, Jesus, that you still do miracles today. Lord, I thank you for these different ones that are uh, watching right now and they have a sickness, they have a, an infirmity in their body. I thank you, Jesus, that on the cross that you broke the power of sin and by your stripes that we are healed. In the name of Jesus, I speak into uh, the infirmities right now. I speak into the spirit of infirmity. I command you to be removed in the name of Jesus. I command you right now to go right now. I speak in Jesus' name to cancer. I command cancer to go right now in the name of yes. Jesus. Amen. Yes. I speak right now to diabetes. Yes. I speak right now. I command you to diabetes to be removed right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to hepatitis. I command every spirit of hepatitis, every infirmity, to be removed right now in the name of Jesus. I speak right now to those that have AIDS. I command that spirit of infirmity hmm. that is robbing you of life. I break your power right now. And I command healing right now in the name of Jesus. Today, Holy Spirit, I hold these women before you right now that are, are, are wanting and believing for a child. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would come into their life, that you would release life into their womb in the mm. name of Jesus. I mm. speak and I command every spirit of death to be removed right now in the name of Jesus. And I speak healing right now. Holy Spirit, touch them in the name of Jesus. Touch the businessmen watching right now, Holy Spirit. Touch the politicians watching right now, Holy Spirit. Touch people right now in the name mm. of Jesus. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today with Isaac Television. And uh, don't forget to tune in to Pastor Elmar Fazel's show, uh, Winning Souls. And there you can also phone in with your prayer request. And uh, I look forward to being with you once again. Dad, thank you for joining us. It's been great to be with you, Dave. And and, it's been great uh, to be with you too today. And we look forward to being with you soon. God bless.